Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. On this week's agenda, we're going to be talking about COVID making its presence felt as the game is finally postponed in the Premier League. Some Man City brilliance that batters Burnley and Joel Linton for 90 minutes at least turned into prime R9 against Palace. Um, one man who was very happy with that was watching um, the game with him on Saturday morning our time. It's a Newcastle fan himself. It's Elliot Craig. How are we, mate? I'm doing really, really well, thank you, mate. That's one of the best introductions I think you've ever done on the show. But I think I don't think R9 is good enough to him, to be honest. I think you've got to go better than that. Messi's or Ronaldo's, I think, to me. But he, he was good for 90 minutes. He managed to bag himself a goal and an assist. So he helped us to the win. So I'm not complaining at all with that, mate. Mate, I, I was it was it was captivating being in the presence of God watching Joel Linton <laughs> play football there, but um, but no, it was a uh, all jokes aside, what a performance from the man himself, goal and assist, and finally he puts some of those critics to bed. So that has been great to see. I mean, he's got to be one of your shocks of the week, hasn't he? Has to be. You have to find out, mate. I think. <laughs> well, uh, I won't have to find out very long because that's going to come up right now. You have got your three FPL shocks of the week. Far away. Thank you, mate. Uh, game week 10 has now ended and it was a game week with an underlying annoyance with VAR once again. But in terms of FPL, the average was 44 points and the highest score in the world was 117 points. But let's get on to my top three FPL shocks of the week. Firstly, we have Riyad Mahrez, who I know Oli had in his draft team. The Algerian winger faced a Burnley side who have struggled all, struggled all season in general. And boy, did Mahrez ensure that continued. He managed 21 points, scoring three goals and three bonus points points. Secondly, we have the big Uruguayan from the north, Edison Cavani, who was subbed on at halftime with a big task ahead of him. However, Cavani led the Red Devils to a 3-2 victory, changing the dynamic of the game with two goals, one assist, three bonus points, which earned him a 15-point score. And now, for the one you've all been waiting for, not only the biggest FPL shock of the week, but the biggest shock of the month, of the year, and of ever. This is not a drill. Joel Linton, yes, Joel Linton has managed a positive return in Fantasy Premier League. The Brazilian helped the two into a 2-0 victory at Sellers Park with an assist and a goal and even two bonus points, giving him a well-earned 11 points. Thank you, Ollie. They were my top three FPL shocks of the week. I mean, that, it was pretty shocking just to see that that deflected shot. I couldn't believe it myself. I had to just adjust the TV set. It was It was unreal. Um, well, obviously, moving to the fixtures, we'll start with uh, Joel Linton's Newcastle, who got a great 2-0 away win at Palace. Defying smash and grab, obviously a bit of a boring game for 88 minutes, but it came to life after Callum Wilson and Joel Linton got the goals. A bit of VAR controversy to start of Saturday as Brighton hosted Liverpool. Diogo Jota got another goal. He's in form for a late penalty given away by Andy Robertson, scuppered the Liverpool's plans for three points. Uh, Man City and Burnley, uh, this, this delighted me, this one. Rovers are on concurrently. We got a win over Barnsley that maybe we didn't deserve. And Burnley were getting hammered 5-0 at the same time. It was brilliant. Riyad Mahrez with a hat-trick and a bit of a masterclass from KDB as well, which uh, definitely helped me out a lot in my draft. So we'll go on to that later, 100%. Uh, Rafinha, with an absolute corker at Goodison Park, helped Leeds to a 1-0 win away on Merseyside. West Brom got their first win back in the Premier League, beating a deplorable Sheffield United 1-0 at the Hawthorns. Moving on, we've got Southampton and Manchester United. James Ward-Prowse, what a player. He's so dangerous in set pieces. And he showed that again. A couple of brilliant moments for him, including an absolutely brilliant free kick. Another one for this season. He's building quite the um, quite the album for himself, really, with the, with the set pieces. Unreal. Before Edinson Cavani, second half masterclass, propelled Manchester United to three points at St Mary's. Bit of a board draw in the London derby. It was the fixture we were expecting for fireworks. We were looking at Kane and Son and Werner and Ziyech and none of them fired. Nil-nil at Stamford Bridge. Wolves are a bit of a shocking result away at Arsenal. I think if we're mentioning Wolves and Arsenal, we've got to mention Raul Jimenez. Uh, best wishes to go out to him. That was an absolutely sickening head injury in his clash with David Luiz. But his team got over the line for him. Um, a couple of goals there to one. Fulham got their... Um, First win in a very long time away at Leicester. Shocking result. Elliot, I think you actually predicted it, but a fair play. They finally took away a penalty as well. Ivan Caviero might be on those for a while from 12 yards as the Cottagers got an away win in the Midlands. And West Ham beat Aston Villa. Jack Grealish with an absolutely stunning goal and a shocking dive, but West Ham prevailed. Um, and even some late VAR drama as well in there for good measure. Moving on to game week 11, that is why we are all here. 
Um, starting off, we were meant to be starting off, of course, with Newcastle and Aston Villa, but that has now been postponed, which means the deadline now moves to the more traditional time of 10 a.m., uh, 10 p.m. rather, on Saturday night. We start at Turf Moor, where Burnley host Everton, short travel for uh, Toffees across to Lancashire. We've got Manchester City and Fulham to start Saturday at three o'clock kickoffs, rather. We've got West Ham to host Manchester United, Chelsea against Leeds. And then on Sunday, we've got West Brom and Palace, Sheffield United and Leicester, and North London derby. Matt will be licking his lips at that. Who will prevail? Spurs or Arsenal? We'll have to wait and see. Liverpool play host to Wolves, and Brighton play host to Southampton in a South Coast derby. So that's the results and fixtures for last game week. And this deadline for game week 11 is 10 p.m. The line is at 10 p.m. Melbourne time, which will, of course, translate to 11 a.m. London time. So now to move on to our FPL guests, we've got the man from FPL Addicts himself, whose uh, FPL brain cells are dying like his plant in the corner at the back of the room there. It's uh, Matt from FPL Addicts. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Ollie. I'm really happy with Tottenham top of the league. Big derby game this weekend. Look, I'd call this fantasy league week the worst week of my life, I'd say, in terms of <laughs> fantasy football. In saying that, I do, I do remember a couple of years ago, I believe I had a 22-point week. And um, I, uh, I think I had a top uh, 10K finish that year. But this is pretty bleak. This, this is pretty bleak. And uh, I, I've got, I need a big recovery this weekend. I've taken a lot of stick this weekend. So that hopefully the guru can, uh, can pull it out the bag this week. Tottenham have almost got more points than you, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say so. But that's, that's, that's a good thing. If, if I, uh, you know what, I'll call it now. I'll take finishing bottom of the uh, FBL Addicts Esports Live mini league if, if Tottenham won the league. Oof. I'd say the same, mate, to be honest with you. I mean, one person <laughs> who won't have that conundrum on uh, on either end of the scale is Jack. Obviously, a Man United fan. They're more likely going to finish bottom of the league. And uh, so will he on his FPL form. But uh, how are you, mate? Bloody hell, double dig that. What an intro again. I get hammered every single week on this podcast. Um, listen, obviously, good to be back. Very happy. Hat-trick of uh, beating the average for the last three weeks. And United only uh, three points away from being in the top four. I'd say we're on good form. I'm climbing, United are climbing. It's good to be back. Definitely is great to be back on the podcast. So in terms of our teams ourselves, Jack, we'll start with you. How did you get on? Ooh, starting first with me, nice. Um, so yeah, look, at, listen, like I said, beating the uh, average again this week, 55 points. Um it's let me just switch back to my team on here. Points, yeah, yeah, all good. Martinez conundrum again with McCarthy. Um, obviously, United were playing against Southampton, so that's why I went Martinez. Um, my big one, I left the captain. I actually left my team, I actually forgot to do it before the deadline on the Friday. I'd made the transfer and brought Salah back in. Um, and then took Zaha out after last week's uh, COVID test. Got Salah back in, happy with that. I thought, oh, I'll have a look at it on Friday. Totally forgot we've uh, obviously work and but I left Fernandez as captain, so thank goodness. Um, obviously scoring high again. Uh, what a win that was! And luckily, because uh, Kane and Calvert Lewin didn't do much, and neither did Son, did they? So, um, listen, yeah, happy with the score this week 55 points, climbed up to 72nd in the league, boys. And I think I'm only 17 points behind the guru. How do you feel about that? <laughs> you know what, a bit of me's uh. You know, a bit, a bit irritated, but at the same time, I uh, I feel like I've played a part with that Suchek move now. So Should I think... Be uh, Should be proud. Yeah, a bit proud, a bit proud, but might have to stop with those last minute WhatsApp tips, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask about the uh, the Saez one, and obviously I didn't, I didn't take the hit this week on your advice. So I, I just thought I'd leave that one and look, you know, I suppose lucky I did after your performance. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've done all right though getting the uh, the two free transfers. That's that, and you've come out with a good week, so um, that's that's pretty promising. But it'll be interesting to see what you do with the uh, the Villa boys. Yeah, well, to be fair, I didn't. I actually used my transfer on Salah, didn't I? So I've only got one this week. Um, oh, okay. But, but I have. I suppose I can quickly show you that now in terms of what I've done. I've um I have taken I have brought Zuma in actually for Saez. So I did spend because he's got he's got a good set of fixtures, Chelsea, haven't they? So. I thought I'll uh, transfer him in. He might grab himself a couple of goals in these fixtures as well because he can score goals. Um, so I've used my transfer on him. 
Um, but I am still tempted to take a hit on Grealish with um, a number of players on my hit list. But we'll, I suppose we'll get into that as we go along in the pod. We'll get into that a little bit later for sure. Obviously, he's saying what he's 17 points behind you, Matt. You must be fuming. Let's just, let's just get your aberration out of the way, just for your own sake, because you know we obviously won't be want to be dwelling on that just for your sake. On that, 28 points, 28. Would you mind scrolling up a little bit? Could you scroll up just to see that game week rank just quickly? What's that? Six millionth is that? Six point eight million? And they call him the Guru, do they? Oh my word! Oh my yeah, it's rough. If, if they call I him know. the Guru, then I must be the the fastest hundred meter runner in the world, mate. Because on your form at the minute, surely not. It's rough. It's rough. Look, the only thing I'm going to take away from it is our guest last week got the same as me, and he had a pretty good score last <laughs> week. So I'm looking at it as like it's just a blip. Albeit, I've had a few bad weeks, um, but look, I've uh, I did speak to a good friend earlier. I've, I've been taking a lot of stick all week. I'm, it was an embarrassing scoreline. I um, but I spoke to a friend earlier, and he, he's a few points below me actually, and um, he's one that gets better as the season goes on. Um, and he just said, "Don't worry, keep the faith. You got to get your captains right." And uh, he's like, "Look, this Christmas period's the one." So. Um, but we'll see how I go. Oh, I still feel, feel I had a bit of bad luck, though. Like, the Salah offside, I thought, was a bit um, bit unlucky. And I thought the Hammers-Rodriguez disallowed goal was unlucky. And then the uh, the Van Unholt, the two minutes away from man, the match and a clean sheet. You know, I can thank Elliot for that one with the, with the Geordies. But, um, you know, it's probably about 15 sort of points. Albeit, I still wouldn't have ended up with a huge score, but it's probably enough to kind of keep me in it. But, yeah, look, not good. I'm really hoping for a recovery this coming weekend but if i get another week like this then um that you you might see the uh, you might not see me on the pod again it'd be a change in position with me then mate <laughs> yeah you know what i'll put a, i'll put one on now if i get a lower score than 28 points this season i'll wear an arsenal shirt on one of the pods oh, oh wow we're gonna hold you that, to that that's, we're that's, gonna how, hold that, that's how disappointed i was with this week's score you know, no one hit other than Salah. So that that's what I'm going to say. But um, I, I, I'm a bit worried because you do get those game weeks where there's maybe five or six fixtures because of the FA Cup. But yeah, look, I'm going to uh, I'm going to call that one now. So um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Albeit I don't own an Arsenal shirt, so you're going to have to uh, we'll have chip to in one there. out for you just yeah, to see we'll, that. We'll sort that. Birthday present or something. Does anyone know his account details so we can hack into his account and do that for us? <laughs> I think that's good I don't content. Need, if else. I don't think you need to on the current form, mate. <laughs> no. no. Um, Elliot what about you obviously you're doing slightly better than me at the minute which is slightly frustrating but you've had a decent week again I've got got a couple more points than you didn't I mate we have very similar teams I think so it's you know it's the the people like Vardy with the assist that separate us I think because Werner didn't do anything for you but no I got De Bruyne in this week and he was straight in as my captain and I was gassed with his two assists uh, so definitely got the captaincy choice right with him. Fernandez or Grealish, you've all got 10 points. De Bruyne obviously got 20 because he was my captain. But, you know, there was uh, there was 40 points from them alone. And then Vardy managed to get himself an assist, albeit they did lose, which uh, a couple of people expected, I think. A couple of people were very shocked by that. But no one else managed to hit. Matt Target was a, a VAR check away from having an assist in the 92nd minute, which was a bit frustrating. But no, I think um, we'll be in good nick for this week. But I'm just not quite sure yet what I'll do I have to do with my Aston Villa assets to be honest but we'll get onto that I think later so yeah pretty happy with 57 points we take that we move into next week again mate yeah you definitely do um just quickly on to my team I had 53 points so just a little bit worse off again above the average so I haven't been below the average all season which is pretty good so far again I've got the Villa problem um obviously if I didn't bring um obviously my mate Leighton Clarkson on my bench I would have had two free transfers but I'm fine taking that one just for the just you know obviously the sentimental value um but I've got that same conundrum as well obviously Matt Target last minute VAR I, I don't know I that, the thing with VAR is obviously this is an FPL podcast but just quickly on VAR it's it does kill the game a little bit and I see what was it 92nd 93rd minute equalizer whatever it was and you're just seeing things like that. He's so close, but it was very frustrating. Grealish, obviously, class goal. Class, class goal. So that was nice. Uh, Fernandez, De Bruyne. It was really all in my midfield. I think outside of my midfield, you know, I think, yeah, literally everyone blanked. So, but again, as you say, nailed the captain choice. Had a couple of other people around me. 
got enough points and I just took a small green arrow. I'm just outside the top 100k overall. So I don't mind it. I just need to keep going over the festive period. As long as I can hack it over here, I should be on for a decent season. Just to grab those small bragging rights, I think me and Elliot scored the highest out of us four again. You know, up oh. there. Two weeks, two weeks on the trot there, lads. Switch yeah. it around. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, small wins. points still nice. Obviously, I've got the bragging rights with Elliot all season. So just going, you know, asking him what he scores and just saying 57, it's like a bit of a dagger, really, because it's like, <laughs> I want to outscore him and I can't do it. He's that marginal bit better than me. It just, it's really frustrating, but... Yeah, so what are, you thinking we tra- what are you thinking we transfers then, Ollie? Um, I've made them um, and I've, t- I've, I've taken a hit. Obviously, we will talk about teams in a little bit, but I've, I've gone back to a bit of nostalgia, aka two or three weeks ago. I obviously played my wild card and got rid of my Southampton assets. I've gone back to the exact two Southampton assets. I've gone Walker-Peterson, McCarthy instead of Martinez and Target. Obviously, Target was a bit frustrating. So I thought when I brought Target in, when I rolled the dice... I thought that, you know, it'd be an interesting transfer. They've got a few good fixtures on the way. And this week, I thought against Newcastle, they'd be onto something. But obviously, that now, that game's now been postponed. So, I, I knew, obviously, that even with injuries this week, if there is to be any, we've had one round of Champions League fixtures. We've still got one uh, another round and we've got Europa League still to come. So, there's potential for injuries. But I just feel like I've got to take the hit, which is my third for the season. I've, I've had a look. But I've got to bring back Martinez and Walker Peters. I think it was against, was it Southampton, Elliot? I'm not sure. I can't really remember off the top of my head that I think it was Walker Peters got three uh, three bonus points, um, and Mar- and McCarthy had two um, when not getting a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. That was against um, what do you call it? Was it was it a week ago? Was it two weeks ago Wolves. now? Wolves, Wolves wasn't game. it? Yeah, it was against. Yeah, no, was, was that? Yeah, well, that was Wolves. I think. Yeah. I'm trying just I'm trying to restore my players here. I might just leave it at that, but that's basically what I've done. I've I, I can't somehow for some reason I can't get my players back, but they're my transfers that I'm gonna make. I've made them Is this really fantasy early. Premier League two thousand six. What's that Blackburn logo all about? <laughs> I mean, quite possibly. Obviously <laughs> It, it it is gonna it is gonna be twenty twenty one. I think for for, the, for those that are only uh, listening uh, at home on the pod, there's a Blackburn yeah. logo just spraying across the screen every two seconds. I, I've, I've changed it. I've changed it to my cursor. I'll flip it back because it's annoying the <laughs> hell out of me. Uh, it's annoying. It's annoying me now. So I'm gonna change it back just quickly. But um, it's taking the mic. I don't actually know how to change it back. So we're gonna deal with it. We're gonna deal with a big cursor here now, lads. I think. There we go. That's the I one. Think the car, I think the Carl Walker Peters one's a good shout. I was looking at him instead of Zuma. Yeah. Obviously, he's he's cheap and he's got a good set of fixtures coming up. Um, so yeah, it's they are they are looking good, aren't they? But uh, obviously, people. it's frustrating a bit because I had him in for the start of the season. I, t- I took him out after the Newcastle game, and obviously there, there's the bonus there, um, which was quite frustrating to lose out on that. But I, I've got to do it. I've got to correct my mistake and move forward. I think. Can I ask Ollie with the uh, Villa players? We'll probably move on to Grealish soon because there's been a uh, bit of a poll going on. But with the Villa players you're taking out, are you not worried that a um, double game week might happen before the end of the year? I know the Premier League said that they're going to try and look to reschedule this one quite quickly. So you're not worried about the two games in hand for Villa, or are you, you just happy that they might be a bit sooner? Um, look, I'm I'm not well. That's why I've kept hold of Grealish. I mean, that's another element of why I've kept hold of Grealish. I've I've I completely forgot about that, but it's a good reason why you should keep Grealish if you've got him. It's the fact that he's an attacker, and obviously, he's, despite you know, it doesn't really matter what they're doing at the back. Going forward, Grealish is still doing a pretty good job. Um, mm. It is a bit annoying, but I mean, if you're getting performances at the back like Villa are putting in, it doesn't matter how many games you can how many games you play. Um, obviously, double game weeks are always helpful, but I think that Villa at the back, they're sort of their honeymoon period is gone now at the start of the season, um, and now it's they've just got to sustain it at the back, and I don't think they can do that. And I think having the double game week, uh, the double defense rather, double Southampton defense, I think that should help me out. It should bear some fruits as long as they can uh, keep some goals out. So that's what I've done, correcting my mistake, and um, yeah, there we go. That's my that's my transfers. So now to move on to the manager of the week, and it's Tom Stones, the man leading the FPL Addicts and Esports Live League, top man, also a Rovers fan, so another Rovers fan doing pretty well in the podcast. Obviously, he's doing miles better than I am at the minute. If you look at that, his overall rank is inside the top 10k in the world. That's pretty incredible, and he's he's the one who bench boosts, and he's absolutely nailed it. Look at that. Off his bench, 
Jota, Fernandez, and Salah. 27 points off his bench, which is pretty incredible. Obviously, if um, the Ollie Watkins goal would have stood as well, he would have um, had a pretty monster score. But in the game week, he was a rank of just outside the 16,000 and inside the top 10K, which is absolutely mental. So he's done very well there. He now earns himself $10 credit in Esports Live. So he can now play a bit of FIFA, a bit of Rocket League, a bit of NBA or a bit of Pez to earn cash pool and prizes. And if you think you can hack it as well, get yourself onto the website, get yourself in these tournaments that are now starting again and see if you can win some prizes for yourself. So now onto the guru section. I mean, the name's tarnished now, isn't it? I don't know why we're still rolling with it. Well, I mean, I think we were looking through it before. You said the EFL system, if that was FPL, you'd be in League One. But we've got to roll with it anyway for, for whatever reason. Far away, Matt. Thanks, Olila. I uh, I do wish my own team was doing as well as our uh, our Scout 11s. But um, anyway, to start off with this week, um, we did do some Game Week 10 polls on the uh, FPL underscore Addicts Instagram page. Um, so check it out if you haven't done. Um, and talking about the uh, Aston Villa Newcastle game being called off, we did ask the question: Should you keep Jack Grealish or should you sell Jack Grealish? We ended up with 63% saying they would keep Jack Grealish, and 37% saying they would sell. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of votes in to keep him. But in my uh, my opinion, reasons to keep: you've got double game weeks coming up. He's on form as well. Like he misses one game, but after this, he's got some pretty good fixtures. Burnley and West Brom uh, in the next three to come. Um, and also he's got, um, I think his values rose. Um, so to buy him back is, is probably going to be a bit more uh, difficult. Um, so my verdict would be keep. I know the uh, three other uh, lads on the pod have all got Grealish. So I'll be very interested to see if they decide to, uh, to sell or keep. But I think with his fixtures and the potential of a double game week, um, coming up two double game weeks, um, I think you've got to you've got to keep him. Um, so I would like to uh, to know what's uh, what's your thoughts, Ollie and uh, Elliot and Jack as Grealish owners. Will you be uh, keeping him this week, um, given the uh, double game weeks, the form and the fixtures, and put him on your bench, or do you think you'll be uh, be selling him off? I'll be keeping him personally. I think I'll just bench him for the week and bring, I think it's Romeo on my bench from Southampton who'll just probably get two points unless he scores a screamer like he did earlier in the season. But no, I'll, I'll be holding on to him. I only just got him in. So um, no point taking him out now, in my opinion. And Ollie? Yeah, I'll be keeping it. I, I had a look through. I was on FPL for a little while this morning. I had him, you know, out at one point on the transfers tab. I had, you know, likes of Jota maybe coming in because obviously he's on fire. But I just th- felt that you, you don't take a player like Grealish out because it's going to hurt you later in the season. As you've said, obviously, I've said it before, obviously, the player of his calibre, you don't want to get rid of him. And obviously, double game week's coming up. You've got to keep hold, in my opinion. And uh, Jack? Oh, I'm sitting on the fence. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a last-minute decision if I make him, if I, if I take him out or not. I do. There are a couple of players in there on form that can get a similar, similar kind of price and even save a bit of money. Um, but yeah, getting him back in is going to be an issue, I think, if I do take him out. So I'm uh, I'm 50-50 at the moment, Matt. Interesting stuff. Well, like, like we said, 63% of our uh, members said they'd keep him. So yeah, look, I've got to uh, I've got to agree with the majority there. And I would as well. Moving on to your form plays, you've got one player at the top of the list that I'm a massive fan of since he's you know bailed me out in draft this week. But um, who do you reckon are the best players heading into game week 11? Yeah, look, I'll start, sorry, Ollie, again with the uh, with the form players quickly, just to brush them off. Uh, Mares was the uh, the man at the top of the list. He's banged in a hat trick. Um, so that was, uh, you know, really, really good if you own him. Uh, I've then gone with uh, Jared Bowen, finally delivered. There's a lot of owners out there that were waiting for weeks for uh, Bowen to deliver. He got a goal and assist and a, and a man the match. Another one that a certain Mr. Jack Gillibrand would be very, very happy with, Edison Cavani. Uh, 15 points. Yeah, 15 points off the bench. Um, I know another one of our listeners, James Gasden, had him on his draft bench and he thought that had uh, won him the three points, but we'll come back to that a bit later on. Um, but huge. On Cavani, um, there's been brandished around, there's been rumours on Twitter that he's about to re- receive a three-match ban. I don't know if that's all competitions. I don't know if that's 
the Premier League for the for the Instagram fiasco. So um, I'm not sure whether he'll be playing, but obviously that's pending that he that he is playing. But there's been rumours of a three match ban, so you might have to watch it, uh, watch out for that. Yeah, that's right. And um, look, we don't know what the outcome's going to be, but you know, who, uh, your previous game week he had a uh, yeah good 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 15 points, a couple of really good headers. Um, my next one, I've gone with Johnston from West Brom. That's now two weeks in a row. Um, with a uh, double-digit score, I believe. I think he did hit the 10 points this weekend. Um, clean sheet again. So uh, really doing well with his save points. The last one, I, I, I really wanted to put Ward Prowse in. Another really, really good free kick. Um, you know, and he got another another nice score, considering he's, he's a pretty cheap player. So that's my uh, that's my five players um, for their form for the week. Great stuff. It will be interesting to watch that Cavani one, because I think if he plays, he might be playing you've got to have in. Everyone was calling him a flop, you know, the next Radamel Falcao people were saying, but obviously with a three-match ban potentially looming over his head, it might be one to watch. Speaking of your ones to watch, there we go. Segue straight into the next segment. You've got your watch list with your differentials and, of course, your ones to watch. Who's on it? Yeah, look, this week is quite a uh, simple list this week. Um, I've gone with a couple of the premium options. De Bruyne, you know, he'd come out with two assists. He's well-rested. Home to Fulham this week. I think it's going to be very, very hard not to um, to have him in, in your side um, or at least try and, you know, get him into your side. I know I may have to uh, take a hit to put him in and I'm happy to do that this week. Um, Fernandez, another one that just not having him. I think making that Rashford pick over him a few weeks ago was a big, big mistake um, as he's just been absolutely unbelievable. Um, fixture away at West Ham. West Ham were quite a, a solid side this season, but... You know, Fernandez is really, really looking good on the road. I think he's got a double-digit score in every away game this season. Um, and then in terms of differentials, there's only a couple to pick from at the moment, I think, this week. There was some pr- there's some pretty tight fixtures. Uh, there's a lot of strong ownership now on uh, some of the main players. So I did go with a couple uh, of City options again with the Fulham game. This one really amazed me. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, 1.7% ownership. Wow. Um, I thought that was very low. Um, look, he's he's got in goal scoring positions. He scored again in the Champions League last night, but it was disallowed from VAR again. He also had a disallowed VAR got against uh, my team Spurs as well. Um, he seems to be quite a uh, unlucky one for for the VAR. So, you know, he might be due a, a couple of goals. I think one point seven percent. If you've got the money and you need a striker, it's a really really hard one not to put in, considering the uh, the fact Aguero is uh, you know potentially going to be injured again. And then another one, Mares off the back of a hat-trick. 4.8 ownership only. I do think that will rise by the end of the week. You know, if you can't quite afford, afford De Bruyne, um, you know, you'd be looking at a uh, Mares. I was going to throw Sterling in there. He's got really, really low ownership, and I've been a big fan of him in uh, in Fantasy League down the years. But is he guaranteed that start? We're not so sure. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the uh, just the two this week, um, and that's the two uh, the two City players. Now, obviously, Manchester City are an, a pretty amazing team and uh, definitely one of the best and looking towards the top by the end of May. Are there any three teams to watch out for for game week 11? Yeah, definitely City this week at home to Fulham. Uh, Fulham did just have a really nice result against Leicester, but I think City are kind of, they're just a uh, flat track bullies for me. They, they're really good at home against the, uh, the sort of bottom half um, and they always just seem to get those sort of four or five nils. Um, but it's really the uh, you know the bigger games they kind of sometimes have slipped up in, in the last couple of years or those sort of mid-range teams away. But the teams in sort of that bottom five or six, they beat quite easily. So definitely City. Chelsea at home to Leeds. I do really like Leeds, actually. I like the look of Leeds this season. But um, Chelsea got really tight defence. Um, I can see them maybe winning that one 1-0 one or 2-0 and, and there'll be some good uh, defenders to watch out for in that one, I think, from Chelsea again. Um, then last one, I'm going to go with Leicester. They didn't have the best result at home to Fulham. And they've really, really struggled after Europa League games this season. Um, but Sheffield United and one point um, in 10 matches. It's hard to look past Leicester, really. I think um, I did really want to add my own team in their Spurs um, against Arsenal with Arsenal's form. But it is a derby. And I've seen it down the years, even when uh, when Spurs were kind of that bottom half uh, team against Arsenal when they were, you know, back at the uh, back in the top top few. 
um, we would still manage to pull out a, uh, a few results. So didn't want to add that one this week. So it's definitely going to be City, Chelsea and Leicester for me. Just quickly on your Sheffield United point, it's a really good one you make. I know Dave's called Statman Dave, obviously, the draft man himself, but I'd like to throw my own one in there. Sheffield United, one point from 10 is the worst start from any Premier League side in Premier League history after 10 games. Not even the Derby 07-08 side was worse. So you're looking like goals wow. there for, for, for Leicester. Wow, that's a that's an incredible stat. And you know what as well, watching Sheffield United, I, I actually don't think they're even as anywhere near as bad as what that Derby team was either. Um but they're really, really lacking the uh, the goal scorers, aren't they? And uh, they missed a lot of chances against West Brom. I don't know if you caught the highlights, but um oh, they missed some absolute sitters. But yeah, they they really need the three points. Bulldog missed quite possibly the worst chance I think I've seen. That was horrific. Oh, it hurt, hurt to watch, in honesty. Hurt to watch. Yeah, shocking, wasn't it? Fell on his was it the one that fell on his left foot? Yeah, he definitely yeah. Uh, shouldn't be whipping that out too much more often, I don't yeah, think. And he was a, another one, Bulldog, a brilliant FPL player last year, as were all of those Sheffield United defenders. I think Dean Henderson is, is a big miss for them. And now on to your captain picks. Now, obviously, in your own team, you haven't been able to get your captain choices right. Can you get them right in this section? Well, I hope so, Ollie. Look, the first one I'm going to pull out is, uh, is Harry Kane. He's had a couple of quiet weeks, no goal on the weekend and only assist the week before. You know, and even I was sort of thinking, do I sell Harry? But no, I can't sell him. North London Derby coming up. It's his favourite team. Um, loves scoring London derbies, especially against Arsenal. So I think uh, he's actually a really good captain choice this weekend for me. Um, and then a couple of the uh, more obvious ones with De Bruyne, Mahrez, Vardy away at Sheffield United. I know he scored there last season as well really hard to look past him and uh fernandez actually yeah sorry i uh so we just had some notes from uh, statman dave about no fernandez he is actually uh one i i uh want to mention and put on there he's in my he's in my uh ones to watch and he he should definitely be in my captains um so thanks for that statman and then um salah and yotta i think either one of those two are, are pretty good um it's always good to have a liverpool player in there at anfield and um, that's my main captain. If we're going to go the uh, for the curveballs, I'm going to go with Ben Chilwell. Um, and the only reason I said, the funny thing about Chilwell is he's actually hit, I think, in his last seven or eight game weeks. So, you know, he's in incredible form. Um, he was actually a player. I uh, told our very own James Gasden to get into his team and didn't do it myself, which I'm kicking myself about. Um, and he's going to be my uh, my curveball um, home game against Leeds, he's got really good defensive stats and attacking stats. Um, if you're just looking for a completely random captain, then uh, Ben Chilwell might not be an option. Statman Dave just said that he's made him as captain, so I would actually be, uh, yeah, I really want to see him actually do that. So it'll be good if he's a man of his word. So yeah, there we go. That's the captain picks. I'm wondering if Dave means Chilwell or Fernandez. I hope he means Fernandez. <laughs> if he means, if he's meaning Ben Chilwell, Fernandez. Dave he means does Fernandez. Mean Fernandez. I was going to say because that was if he's going chill well, he's lost the plot. But um, yeah, you know, Fernandez yeah. is definitely saying that though. Like, um, it's not always the worst idea. I think uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and um, Robertson were pretty common captains last season um, when they were hitting those sort of twelve and pointers and fourteen pointers, and Trent was scoring free kicks. But yeah, I think that's a good option by Dave. I don't think Chilwell was quite there with the uh, the goal scoring yet. But again, he could be a uh, potentially a banker of a clean sheet. I mean, he's played FPL for one season and, and he knows he's a bit of a rookie. Never captured a defender. His first season, he already knows. So he's learning very quickly. On to your Scout 11. Now, this has been your pride and joy for ages. Now, obviously, you're absolutely nailing these Scout 11s and it's pity you can't play your wild card every cross. You'd be up near the top. Yeah, it's true, Ollie. I wish I could. Um, I wish I could have picked, uh, used my wild card last week and had the, uh, the 65 points here, which was obviously... You know, well above the av average. Um, it is actually not a bad uh, scout eleven for this week as well. Like I could probably use this this week if I'd done this. So um, yeah, pretty happy with that. Fernandez, De Bruyne, Yotta, um, Hammers was very unlucky. I've said that about five times, but you know this could have been even more. Vardy got assist towards the end, and Johnston in goal. So um, no, really happy. I, I'm yeah, looking at this, I'm kicking myself. I wish I'd kept my wild card for uh, for this game week and use that team. So that was game week 10, Scout 11. Moving forward to game week 11, how are you looking? Yeah, look, 11, uh, there's a couple of similar names in there. Fernandez, just, I can't 
take him out. He's Fernandez is an interesting one because I did say he's going to be the first name on the team sheet for my fantasy team this season, and I've still not owned him, and I really don't know why. Um, just, I said at the start of the season, I think one of my best mates, he's a big Liverpool fan, and he really knows how to put me off United players. In saying that, Fernandez is in his team, so I don't know why I'm listening to him. Um, Yota, brilliant form. Mares just come off a hat trick. De Bruyne, um, Harry Kane in the derby. Vardy, uh, Mendy. I think he just got a huge score, didn't he? He was in team of the week. Um, Chelsea defender, 5.1 million. I think James is an absolute bargain at the moment. Johnston again in goal. Um, low scoring sort of Palace team. He's getting a lot of saves. Walker Peters, which is uh, you know, a big favourite with yourself, Ollie. And Elliot, um, 4.6 million. He really fit with the budget. And I've got Che Adams. He's in my team. He let me down this weekend. But um, yeah, I've got, I think, for his price and away at Brighton, it could be quite an open game. So um, that that sort of finishes off the uh, the scout eleven with the armband on De Bruyne. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one, the Adams one. I don't really mind it, but I'm just curious as to know why you've gone someone like Che Adams instead of like a midfielder. Obviously, you know, there's people like Harvey Barnes, obviously Sheffield United away. We saw what he did last season. Absolute thunderbolt there. It was one of the goals of the season. But um, obviously, why, I'm just curious as to why you've gone Che Adams over maybe a midfielder and switch formation. Yeah, look, 3-4-3 three, three seems to be quite a popular formation this year. And one I've not been able to use because I don't have the uh, third striker in my uh, in my side. And then, yeah, with uh, with old Harvey Barnes, um, I think he only got 45 minutes in the week and I just wasn't too sure. if I, I, I couldn't quite fall him because we've got uh, De Bruyne and Fernandez Kane are, are quite high price. Um, yeah, Che Adams, I, I was speaking to... Uh, Again, I'll mention him again. Chat, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, James Gadsden, the big Birmingham fan, and he, you know, he mentioned Chad Adams to me in the week, and uh, he says he likes to uh, is score he the goals. The new guru again. or something is, is is he is he ever taken? You know, <laughs> you just get your advice from him, and just, he may have to be. He may have to be. To yeah, he he's, <laughs> he's been talking right, about Chad yeah. Adams all week, and he's you know talking about his fixtures, Brighton and Sheffield United in the next couple of games, and um, yeah, I, was, I thought quite a nice fixture, but to be honest, it's really all I could afford. It was either Che Adams for five point sort of eight million um, around that, or it was a midfielder of the same sort of price. And there's there, I think, yeah, a striker over a midfielder, um, especially where he may may on may be on penalties. So um, yeah, it was, it was really more about the uh, the bank balance there. But yeah, fingers crossed, he comes out with a goal. Great stuff, Matt, with another good scout eleven. Let's see if it can accrue any points. So now we move on to the guest section and we've got a manager slightly closer to home than Blackpool. He's a good mate of myself and Elliot based on the Mornington Peninsula. It's Max Watson. Max, welcome to the podcast, mate. Pleasure to have you. Obviously, we've got your team on the screen here from last game. Where you got yourself 52 points of the standout being, you know, potentially Vardy and Fernandez and Grealish. So a couple of double point scorers there. But... Um, what a season it's been for you so far. Congratulations again. You fluked this one because in future and um, previous FPL years, you've been pretty poor. But uh, what's been the secret to this season's total? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I think I have had a pretty good start to this FPL season. I'm very happy with how I'm going. I think that my secret to securing a total of 607 points is having players that are on form and with great fixtures ahead of them. Maxi Bond, mate, I know it's only your second season playing FPL, as we just said, and you've done brilliantly so far. So tell us, what's changed this season from the last? Any special places you get your news or you just watch the podcast here, mate? Yeah, this is my second season playing FPL. Last year, I didn't follow as much as I have this year. And I think what's changed is I've actually looked at players and their fixtures and what how they're performing, I guess. I do watch the podcast every week, and I do get some other info from YouTube, and yeah. The Guru here. You made some brilliant progress so far this season as we head into the uh, busy Christmas period. Who are your must-have FPL players? So, I think some important players to have over the next few game weeks are maybe some Chelsea players. They've got some grey fixtures, a lot of grey fixtures. They've got Leeds, Everton, Wolves, so maybe Werner 
the edge, and then Leicester have good fixtures. Uh, I think Salah and De Bruyne are very crucial to have this week and over the next coming weeks. Um, and then Aston Villa players like Grealish, they have some good fixtures as well. So they're the players I'm going to be keeping in mind and potentially getting in for the next few game weeks. Maxi boy, good to have a fellow Manchester United fan on the pod. Um, obviously, Jack here. I just wanted to ask, obviously, you got Fernandez in your team. He's obviously killed it this year in FPL. Any other favourite players um, that you've had for this season, maybe um, in the Premier League? And um, are you Ollie in or Ollie out? Favourite United players this season would probably be Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes. Um, Van der Beek has looked good when he's come on. Um, it was nice to see that Cavani did get two on the weekend. Ollie in or Ollie out? I'm not too sure. I think he's been all right, but we'll just have to see what happens with him. And just to finish off, mate, what are your hopes for the rest of the season with your FPL team? And uh, I would ask you what your hopes for Man United are, but I mean, you're just going to say avoiding relegation, so it's pretty pointless asking you that. But FPL-wise, what are your aspirations for the rest of the season? Yes, um. Where I would like to be with my own FPL team at the end of the season. In the FPL Addicts and Esports Live League, I'd probably like to finish top 15, top 10. That would be nice. For Man United, I'm hoping top 5. That would be nice. Maybe top 4, hopefully. But we'll just have to see how it goes and see if they keep performing. Maxi Bond, it's been a pleasure to have you, mate. Best of luck for the rest of your season and uh, hopefully you can get you back on the pod if you keep performing up to the standards. Cheers, mate. Now to move on to the section I've looked forward to all week long. It's the giraffe section. Now, everyone doubted me here. Every single one of you. I Not didn't, even Elliot. I didn't. I didn't. You, said you, you said you didn't care, but you said yeah. you didn't care. But but the, the so-called guru, the so-called guru, and uh, the draft guru wouldn't back me in in the game of the week against against um, against Dave, and I've managed to to pull through. Obviously, a lot of that was down to Riyad Mahrez. Obviously, he's lent you know a helping hand and then some, I think, with a hat trick. So seeing that, I was pretty happy with De Bruyne also chipped in massively. But um, I'll take a win over Dave, ten points. Um, bit of a danger game, that one, and I've got through that one, so I don't mind that one at all. In terms of other results, Jack uh, beat James by nine points, so a decent result there for Jack. Just quickly have a look Big very score. briefly at his team. Good yeah, 55 isn't bad. Uh, Ward Prowse again, obviously, against your side, Manchester United. Brilliant, Grealish. Jared Bowen, your midfield, is, is did really, really well there. Um, so props to you there. Sergio Regulon even as well, and Chilwell. So yeah, that's a really good score, considering, obviously, we don't have captains or stuff in draft. Um, we had Rolando and Matt. So, wait, 28 points. A bit of a theme, Matt, this week. Yeah, it is. But look, I'm taking that. Three points. Get in. <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah, but my bench, that's two weeks in a row. I don't know why I've done it. I've, I've not kept the faith in uh, Larice. So, if I was able to get that right last week, I would have got the three points against uh, Gazden's glory. And then, uh, you know, and then I would have had a bit of a higher score this week. And I probably would have been top, but I'm not. But I'm happy with the three points. I even benched silver. So um, I'm, I'm happy with my squad, though. I'm really happy with my squad and, and I'm happy to get the three points. And, you know, Rolando is a, is a threat. Like, if you go on to Rolando's team in a sec, he's going to be a big threat going forward because he's got a lot of good um, players that are injured that are going to come back. I mean, the thing is, the team is on screen. He's got a few decent players, but he's not been able to get the wins on the board. I'm just saying how the mighty have fallen. Two-point win yeah. over... Over Rolando James, if you're it. listening, James, if you're listening, there's a new team name for you, Gazden's Glory. So Matt might have just helped you out. Oh, uh, that, that must be his there. classic name. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Um, but there's a new draft name for you if you decide to use it. And we also had Elliot, who got a win by 13 points over the Mac lads. So uh, decent result for you, Elliot. There, mate, you've actually got a win. He's um, he's. I think I believe he's the only person I've beat twice all season. I think my two wins have come <laughs> from just Peely. So I'm just just farming the wins off him. So can I play him every week, please? Just, as long as Son and Bale don't fire for him, then it's a pretty easy win, I guess. But yeah, thank you, Peely. 
I'm sure he'll be uh, watching the podcast. Hopefully, as anyway, we'll have to get him on, on on this section when he actually does win. But, I mean, Callum Wilson, obviously one of your favourite Newcastle players at the moment, with the goods there, 12 points. Um, also, while we're on to new, well, on with Newcastle, it might be worth mentioning, you know, obviously the players that we've got affected in those games. But before we do that, we're just going to have a quick look at the table and the results for next week. I'm three points clear now. Obviously, the goal difference isn't great on my end, and the points difference you know, so obviously if I lose, if I slip up, I could be slipping down the table a fair few spots, but I'm up the top there for now. Three points clear of Jack and Matt. Then the Mac lad's on 12 points. He missed the opportunity to close the gap uh, between third and fourth to uh, three points. The gap would have stayed at three, rather. Then we had Dave, a win back on nine. James on seven. Elliot moves above Rolando on six. And Rolando on the bottom with four. In terms of fixtures, really quickly for game week 11, we've got to pick a match of the week. Jack and Dave square off. In the top fixture there, surely I can beat Rolando. Please, I need to win that one because there, there's your Mate, giant clip. There's your Marine against team. Tottenham. I, I brought it up before, but there's oh, your yeah. Marine against Tottenham, which, by the way, mental draw that is. Uh, Matt and Elliot also, and then we've got the Mac lads and James Gadsden in a mid-table clash. If we just throw it to the panel, what's your game of the week out of those? Oh, I think David and Matt, um, David and Jack. Sorry, probably for me, I'd say. I'm, I'm, more, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, because I'm concerned because Dave scored really high this season. He's been obviously. I think we mentioned last week. He's been so unlucky, but then I think it's a big breakaway time. Because if I get the win, that mm. league is going to split in half. Then I think it's going to be a big yeah. breakaway time. So Dave needs the win, so he might want it more. You see. And yeah, then, if I can yeah. solve my Aston Villa problem, uh, there's three Villa players on my team, so. If I can get around that this week, then uh, I'm a chance. But I reckon the game of the week is probably the Guru and Elliot. Elliot's just played him in. Uh, I'm included. I'm included. Yeah, it, in. it might make it interesting with uh, with Matt Form and, and Elliot getting the win this week. So we'll see what happens. I think um, we've both got two strikers that won't be playing because he's got Watkins and I've got Wilson. So that sort of evens it out a little bit, unless he's changing something up that I'm not aware of. But I've looked at the strikers bin and there's there's uh, there's nothing there that, that's of any use to anyone, I don't think. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I think when I last played you, Elliot, I got 89 points. Yeah, what, probably. What happened probably to them, eh? What happened to yeah. them? Yeah. Look, we're saying that. I got three points this weekend. So I'll, mate, I'll take... Scrappy three points in draft. It's a very low uh, margin type of game. So um, if I get 28 points to 26 against Elliot, I'll take that. But um, he has got a pretty good side, I think, for this week from memory when I uh, had a look. He's got he's got a couple of good City players. So um, it's a bit of a worry. I do want to say, actually, in my draft, Fernan Torres was, was the one I put in this week. And he uh, probably scraped me the win with his with his goal. And then he got sub, sub 30 seconds later. So, um, you know, that's uh, that was a good one. But... Yeah, it's not about. Oh, was that Ollie's team? Was that that's that's is that he's, he's that, desperate to talk right. about his team? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I just want to talk about one player, one player who didn't even contribute for me. Um, who I just took off the strikers bin. I've stolen from right in front of your nose. I think uh, Dick Dover Reed was a player who was just there who I just wanted to mention quickly while you're on about strikers. So that was about it. But um, I'm, I'm happy with that one. That was a transaction I made, and even if he's on my bench. None of you, uh, none of you lot can use him. Um, but outside of that, we've got to pick a game of the week just quickly to talk about. I think if we do go with Jack against uh, Dave, just to take a bit of a deep dive there, Jack, this is your team. I'll bring you in to talk about it. 55 points, obviously, we've spoken about it a little bit um, with the midfield. But are you confident against Dave this week? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've got a strong kind of setup in there. Obviously, just question mark over Tellers whether he'll be fit or not. Um, you know, hopefully in the London derby, North London derby, Kane and Sergio can uh, can fire up and, and get the win. But obviously, I've got Lacazette in there, which conflicts it. But Bowen, obviously, they're playing uh, against United. So that's also a concern whether they're actually going to fire or not. Um, Grealish, you know, obviously, is in there as well, Ward Proud. So I've got a couple of question marks over my players, actually, to be fair. So I'm a bit concerned for this weekend because of the fixture conflicts and the fixture difficulties. So it's going to be, um, yeah, I reckon a low scoring one and a very tight one. Um, so yeah, it depends on what, how Dave's going to get on, I guess. <laughs> well, speaking of Dave, this is his team there on the screen. Obviously, your midfield wasn't too bad either. Um, obviously, not as many points as Jack this week, but uh, how do you reckon you'll get on this week? I think I'll do all right. I think if I can solve the Villa problem, most of the rest of my players have pretty easy fixtures. So I've got lots of guys playing like Leeds and West Ham and uh, Brighton and stuff. So um, I reckon, yeah, if I can 
if I can work around the uh, the three missing players, then um, then I'll be doing okay. I hope so. Like, I'll start off with the predictions, and I think I'm hoping for karma here because Jack obviously went against me. He went with Dave last week, so I'm going to say from from en- from enemies to allies, I'm going to go with Dave to win this weekend. Wow! Wow! What a statement. Jack, we'll throw it to you next. Who do you reckon will uh, get the three points? Oh, I've always got to back myself. I'm going for the three-pointer. Come on. Dave, I imagine you're going to say the same about yourself. Uh, yes, tight, narrow win for me. <laughs> uh, Elliot, can we get a prediction out of you this week or are you just going to stay stubborn? You can, mate. I think it's going to, as I said, it's going to be a very tight one. They've both got lots of conflict in Villa players, but I think Dave will just scrape it, if I'm honest. Dead to me, mate. You're dead to me. Oh, majority rules already. And Matt, just to round it off, obviously, you know, he's got the majority rulers, Dave, this week. Are you going to carry that on or go with Jack? Oh, I need Dave to win this, especially if I can pull up three <laughs> points. Um, I'm really liking, to be honest, I'm liking D- Ruben Diaz. I'm liking Fernandez. I'm liking Vardy. I'm liking Werner's game. I'm liking Ziyech and even old Harvey Barnes. Oh, so Jack, I think you're team again. You got Harry Kane, got Prince Harry. Um, who else have we got? No one else really to know. Got Zaha. <laughs> Zaha, yeah, but if he's going to be fit, I don't think he's going to be fit, is he? Yeah, he'll be back. I think he should be back. Maybe. It's been two weeks since his really? test. He should, he should be fine. Just, oh, let me quickly see. Let me just quickly see. Oh, no, he's got Lacazette in now. I've got to go, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it feels, Jack. And now you know yeah, how it feels. That's all right. Listen, it's that's not going to okay. matter if he wins, is it? So I'm, but, a, I'm, a, no. I'm a threat. I'm a threat, aren't I? So you know that's why everyone's going against me. It's fine. That's what I, I was saying. Fair play but if you do. But you're all dead to me. Say what? Though, I think Jack having Traore there is a good move. He just seems to have hit form. I don't know if you saw his performance on the weekend, but he looked uh, he looked pretty handy again. But yeah, I can't. With Vardy and Dave's team this week and. And, uh, you know, the other players he's got, it's hard to say no to Dave. I so mean, he, Traore, he does, but he's just dynamite. Uh, yeah. He's just Truth. dynamite. I think he'll actually like, cause Liverpool a bit of trouble, to be honest. I think they mm-hmm. I think they will. I think Liverpool have to outscore. Obviously, they'll have to outscore them to win, but I think it's going to be a very attack-minded game. And I think, you know, there's no point Liverpool trying to sit back and try and defend that with the defenders they've got out and keep it. Alisson's now injured, so What's what are they going to do? Bench is all right. They've got Jack Zaha bench. on there. Yeah, got we'll Zaha on a bit. Oh, Martial. Oh, so okay. he's got cover for the goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, he's got a Leicester. He's got a couple of Leicester. If Leicester can get that clean sheet at Sheffield United, then I'm still going to bat Dave for now. <laughs> it, it's written in the stars for a one nil Sheffield United win. The one thing I will say about Chiro before we uh, we round up the podcast, I think you can you know you can start him on the bench, and he's a player that can just flick a switch and turn. He's He's almost the quickest Premier League player. I think he is the quickest player, uh, Premier League is, player yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Strong, strongest, <laughs> fastest. <laughs> what was he not got? Player can just um, just flick a switch like that, and you know it's hard to stop. He's almost impossible to stop. So if he can get firing, maybe he can propel Jack to a win. But we'll find that out next week, of course, on the podcast. Same time, same channel. Just before we do depart, though, Elliot, how do you reckon you'll go this weekend? And do you reckon you'll outscore me again? I'm actually not sure because you've made your transfers with Villa and I'm not I'm not sure what I'm doing. But I think, you know, I'll, I'll give it to you this week, mate. I think you could outscore me this week, if I'm honest. But I've, you've got to get one. So, yeah, I think I'll go all right, though. I think I've got I've got enough players there. I've got De Bruyne, Fernandes and stuff that will, you know, carry me over the line like they have for most of the season. So, yeah, but I think I'll have a good week, mate. Hopefully that we're all talking about some decent scores this time next week. Same time, same channel, same place. Take care. See you next week and uh, hopefully all your FPL dreams come true. (laughs) Bye for now.